Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirsville! That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I am one of your hosts, Barry Johnson, and with me here, with me always on the other end of my computer screen, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, Adam? I am doing well. Thank you, Barry. That was a fantastically exciting, uh, action-packed introduction. We're trying to up the energy here, dude. Trying to up the energy now. You know what I mean? We're on (laughs) hour three. Uh, For those of you that don't know, uh, the days that we do interviews, sometimes we go three hours talking to people. That's just kind of what we do. So... Uh, we are rallying here. We are uh, making it happen, and I couldn't be happier. The only other way I could be happy is if I had some toffee sitting in front of wow. me. Um, but that's not going to happen, so I just have to be content with the now. Oh, yes, you are just pulling at my heartstrings and my uh, appetite for, for sweets, my sweet tooth with yeah. the toffee, man. Did you see my picture I sent to you a couple of days ago, man? Oh, yeah. Like last week? I was yeah. like, score. Oh, yeah. I went to 7-Eleven yeah. to get gas. I go inside. I'm always looking for Tafafei, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, always yeah, dude. looking. Oh, yeah. And what do you know? On the third yeah. row down, Tafafei. Oh. 7-Eleven was one of those places that always had them. I yeah. remember I would go to... Uh, in Oklahoma, when I was in Oklahoma City, yep. um, and I was visiting, I would go in to 7-Eleven, and I would buy out all the Toffee because where I lived in North Carolina at the time... Yeah, you couldn't get it. You just you couldn't get it. So. Yeah, yeah. And hey, for those you know Toffee lovers out there, it's like crack, you know? You can't get enough. It is. Yeah, can't it's get true. Enough, it's true. You know? But uh, yeah, so that was weird, but cool at the same time. <laughs> so what else has been going on over there? Not much, man. I have a weird story I want to share with you because um, it's a continuation, I guess. I, I told the story a while back um, about a, a friend of mine that died about three years ago, um, sadly. Uh, Steve Soto was his name and uh, just a great dude. But anyway, uh, gosh, this is probably a couple of weeks ago. Um I get this overwhelming sen- like sense of like missing him, you know, like mm-hmm. you know how it is. You you'll 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 have that time when somebody that has passed, you just sort of miss them. And so I get online, and thank God he was a musician, man. So I can look up show, you know, watch live shows and stuff of him. And I came across this uh, couple of interviews of his and stuff, and I'm just kind of watching, just you know, just having a moment remembering Steve, you know. And, yeah. uh, but it lasted for a couple of hours. And so it was the next day that I, another friend of mine had posted, um, on his Instagram account, a picture of him and saying that, uh, it had been three years wow. to, to that day that he had passed away. And I, it was just so strange to me, dude, 
that I had this real longing sense because I didn't mark it on my calendar or anything. You know, yeah. it was just like odd that I had that big of a tug to have some sort of connection with him. Um, he introduced me to my wife. He's the one that introduced me oh, to wow. my wife. And okay. St Steve is a real, he's a legend. He's a punk rock legend. And he played yeah. um, in his first, his first bands were like the adolescents and uh, agent orange. I mean, you know, those are <laughs> two pretty stellar, um, you know, punk bands that really yeah. set the foundation for everything that we do now musically, at least in the rock and roll world. Um, he's certainly a big part of that. He was just a very well thought of person in that world. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was such a strange coincidence, man. So I, I wanted to, uh, to share that, you know, it was, uh, it was crazy and unexpected, very unexpected. You know, it's just weird that I didn't even know it was the anniversary and then yeah. the next day, it's like, boom. And so anyway, um, it was crazy and uh, and weird. Really weird. Definitely. Really Definitely. weird. But uh, we love you, Steve, and we miss you. And, uh, you know, I know you're in a better place. So that's all that really matters, you know? Yeah. So speaking of being in a better place, I don't know if this place is really better, to be honest with you. Your brother's got a crazy freaking story, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd rather be there. but uh, Yeah. Today's guest is none other than my brother, uh, Lane, Benjamin BB, but also goes by Lane, has forever been known as Lane. Um, everybody knows him as Lane. I've known him for, as Lane all my life, and very well, you too, because yep. we grew up together. Yep. We're all family, you know? Um, but yeah, my brother came on, and he told us, well, he, you know, <laughs> this is how the show works. We start off with one thing. And then we wind on and on and on into other areas, and and then we just let yeah, it go. We had, just let it go. Just let it go, and it's that's fun because that's how conversation is, and especially you know when you've got family and your friends, you know people that you enjoy talking to and reminiscing, um, which is you know what we did. So the first story is well, we're not going. We, it's 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 a work related story for him, and then. Um, we got some, some more good stuff. Wow, we'll just we'll just have to get into it. So yeah, so joining us today is my my brother, um, who I've mentioned uh, here on the show before, who is the master of the uh, painful games, the Hunger Games uh, of, around our house. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my brother Lane, everybody, uh, Lane, thank you for for joining us. Um, What's your weird story? Okay, well, my work takes me all over the place. Um, so, and, and I'm, I'm an insurance adjuster, so I go people's houses and stuff like that. Um, but it takes me all over the place. Like last year, I spent basically the entire summer working in Chicago, back and forth between there and home. And I've been to Maine. I've been to uh, Washington, um, and about everywhere in between the Carolinas and California and all that. Um, a few years ago, um, I think it was about five or six years ago, um, I was working in Colorado. Mm. And uh, so I was there working some claims, and I, and I got a claim that I normally wouldn't get because it was just a water leak claim. And generally I handle stuff that's like wind and hail, you know, hurricane, stuff like that. 
Um, and I was working for a different company at the time. Um, but so I, I, I went to the house and, you know, when you, it was an older house because yeah, Boulder's not the youngest town in the world. It, so, you know, the house is probably 70, 80, 100 years old, maybe even older than that. Mm, wow. I think it's been built onto, you know, a couple times mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And so, you know, I did my thing. I was walking around looking at the roof and immediately, you know, I figured out what was going on. And it's just because, you know, they had an old porch that was leaking in and it was going down into the basement and they had a lot of water that got down in there. And so, you know, I had to go down in the basement and uh, look at that and, you know, figure out, take the pictures and stuff like that because the loss itself wasn't covered, but, um, but I still had to document the stuff. That way, if somebody tried to do something at a later date, we'd have photos of what was damaged. Yeah. Uh, so I was walking around down there, um, and, um, you know, it just, it was real, it was a weird place. Very ominous, very dark. Um, there was a couple of rooms that had windows, but, you know, it had cement walls and some doors. Um, and a place you, you get you could get lost in this house. I mean, that's how crazy it was. It was just chopped up and, you know, you'd have to go seven different staircases just to get from the top floor to the basement and that kind of thing. Hmm. But I was standing there, and I, I guess I just had a weird look on my face because I was looking around and just kind of <laughs> taking it in. And so I was like, this is kind of a weird place. And there's another uh, guy there that uh, worked for one of the water mitigation companies that, uh, you know, they pull up carpet and all that stuff and dry stuff out after there's been, you know, water damage and leaks and stuff like that. And so um, we were talking for a minute and, you know, he's like, well, you know where you are, right? And I was like, yeah, I know where I am I'm at this place. And, you know, and these are the people who owned it. And, and incidentally, the people who owned it at, the time um it was like robert schuler's son-in-law and daughter or something like that robert schuler is the guy who built crystal cathedral out in california you know the big yeah yeah big church he's the silver Hmm. guy and yeah 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 well they own they own the house okay and he he goes no no that's not what i mean he goes they own it now he goes but this is the John Benet Ramsey house. No way, dude. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> so, whoa, whoa, whoa. There, and I mean, I had been walking around this entire house. Wow. You yeah. know, they said, you know, we, we couldn't hear anything. And after being in this house, I believe them because yeah. the top floor was three stories up and this was in the basement and there was probably three different staircases and eight doors that you would have to go through just to get up to their room. Dang. And this was like on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. It was Mm -hmm. 96. Yeah. It was 96 is when it all happened. Yeah. Um, And I did a little bit of research on it because, you know, I'm standing in this place. I'm going to have to figure this all out. But, um, I mean, it it was just crazy. They found her in the basement, right? Yeah, yeah they found it in the basement, the room that I was standing in. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> so, oh, so I was just like, 
I didn't know that at the time, but after yeah. doing a bit of the research, I was like, I was standing in that freaking room because it was just kind of room. And there was a little window that was off of that room, and somebody could have easily climbed through that window. Um, it was just very bizarre because, you know, when you're standing someplace and you're like, you, you just know that something doesn't feel right. Something, yeah. It, something there or something happened there. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. You know, that, and that, so, I mean, oh. it was just, it, it was, it was wow. Because I just was like, wow, you got to be kidding me. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I did a little research on the thing and, and just to kind of, you know, no facts and, and, and all that. But uh, it was, it was, it really was. I mean, there is no way if something was happening in the basement that anybody yeah. in the top two floors could have heard. I mean, it was just... Well, some younger people may not know this, but the JonBenet Ramsey case uh, was about a young girl who was found dead in the basement of a, their parents' house, and nobody could figure out how this thing happened. Um, everyone was home, right? Everyone was home, I yeah, think. Every, yeah, everyone pretty was much. Home. What was crazy is she had been reported missing like six or seven hours beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so they went everywhere. The police searched the entire house. Yep. And, and this was asked, on Christmas. That was, it happened day. on Christmas Day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so they asked this one cop, because, you know, they went, they went everywhere around, and there was one, and, and there was one door that was held closed by, uh, like, a wooden pen or, you know, something. Um, and so the guy didn't go in there. Yeah. Um. And so later on, um, you know, they, they told the, you know, they told the family keep looking around the house or whatever. And I think her dad's the one who found her in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's right. But she had been reported missing and, um, they didn't find her for seven hours after the initial call. Wow. Wow. But they found, and she would, I mean, the official cause of death was strangulation or asphyxiation, but she also had, um, uh, head trauma okay so i mean she, i don't she wasn't alive uh down there um but you know and they did all the dna research and you know eventually um john and patsy and the older brother were cleared right because they found additional dna and yeah the original they tried to pin it on on her mom that's right i remember that and and they said um, that she was trying to cover it up because she hit her or something like that. But, you know, in interviews, Burke, the older brother, um, who I think he was nine at the time, uh-huh. yeah, he said, no, my, my parents didn't even spank us. Right. Mm-hmm. There was never any kind of history of violence or anything like that. And, I mean, today, I mean, they closed it. At one time, they closed it. Um, I think it was 2006. They closed the investigation you know, yep. it was over homicide. No idea who did it. But at one point, uh, I think it was 2011, the uh, the Boulder PD picked it back up again um, and re- reopened it. I don't know that they did anything because okay. Patsy's dead. And I think John, yeah. uh, John is too now. Uh, yeah, I believe that both parents are dead. I think Burke's the only one still alive, mm-hmm. um, obviously. Um, yeah. I remember she, yeah. she was a pageant kid, and then they tried yeah. to say that it maybe had something to do with that, too. And 
There are all yeah. kinds of weird things that they were trying to pin on people. And yeah, well, I mean, it was a very weird situation. Yeah, because like there, the note there was a there was like a ransom note. That's right. Um, it was really long. It was really long and very specific in certain things. And like at one point, I I, I believe that they thought that uh, the mother had written it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's just it was just very strange. And of course, like they were. Um, they were, I think they were in banking or something like that, but they were a business family and they had lots of money. He mm. was some kind of graphics guy. Okay. And he had some company, but he, had, the, the amount that they asked for on the ransom note was $118,000, which was almost identical to the amount of his Christmas bonus. Yes. Oh, wow. Which yeah. Which was kind of, wow. Kind of odd. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, but I mean, he had made arrangements to because you know they had that six-hour window there. Yeah, they yeah. found everything, but he had made the arrangements to pay the ransom and and everything. Um, and that's you know soon after. Um, beca- I think the note said that we'll you know be take a call between such and such day at time like six and nine or um, remember all the particulars um, as far as that goes. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, and but they had made the arrangements to get it paid, and it was like a hundred thousand dollars in hundred dollar bills, and then the other eighteen thousand dollars in twenty dollar bills, and I mean, all this stuff was in the ransom note. Yeah, <laughs> which was also found, I think, later as well. But after she was found, I think, but I, I don't remember. It's it's a huge, convoluted mystery that's still a mystery. I, I mean, they have it's. Still open, is what you said? Yeah, the the case is still open to the to the Boulder PD, but there was like, I don't know, they had a false confession from somebody, and then there was some pedophile that either confessed or uh, or whatever, but was in Thailand, and they extradited him back. Something mm-hmm. weird. I mean, just yeah. the just the <laughs> the web of yeah, all kinds of isn't stuff. isn't it that, crazy that we couldn't like have enough evidence with in this day and age you know to to yeah. I, I realize that they probably didn't do maybe they didn't do a great job when they actually they did not yeah you know when they, they were uh, gathering the evidence you know yeah right. they did well they did because like obviously she was there and they missed her you know yeah um, and I, and, the, and like the, the i believe the fbi was there as well mm. had been called in um and so like I mean, obviously, like, they just, I mean, it was Christmas Day. You're not going to have your top detectives on, yeah. you know. Well, so. and then when 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 John found her, he picked her up and moved her, so that contaminated uh, that, that, that uh, screen or that scene. And uh, so, yeah, it was just, it was really odd. I mean, there were so many screw-ups and, and uh, miss, I don't want to say screw-ups. There were so many missteps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: At what point in the in your situation when you're in the house, where did you feel like, oh, okay, this is weird? Like as soon as you walked in, or or well, when you walk in, the thing that really struck me about it is, is uh, because you know at that point I didn't have any clue what I was doing, uh, I, but I just kept. I mean, it was so the, the house was so compartmentalized, in so many little rooms here and there that it just felt odd just because of the layout of the house. And right. you had these tight 
turns to go down to this stairs and these stairs that were super steep and yeah and so i mean that probably played a little bit into it just the environment alone yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um you know because you're like if i have to get out of here i don't know that i can get out of here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um that and coupled with the uh, low oxygen in the air i guess yeah and, you know, yeah yeah and, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean the whole time it was just like you know, this is pretty odd. And any time, you know, when I go into a claim like that, you, you're almost on detective mode because you're looking mm-hmm. to figure out what happened. Right. right. Um, because, you know, you go in and, and being an insurance adjuster, you know, you, you have to take everything you hear with a grain of salt because people want their stuff covered and they want to tell you what you they think you want to hear. And right. so you're always kind of, I don't want to say on edge, but you're always a little bit leery mm-hmm. because, you know, somebody says, yeah, somebody, you know, they came in and stole my 70-inch TV where you know that a 70-inch TV wouldn't stand there. It could only be like a 36-inch. Right, right. You know, so yeah, you're always, yeah. you're always... Uh, being you know being critical thought about everything yeah but that one when i got down in the basement and started looking around i mean it, it, it was like a freaking dungeon i mean oh, it was man. just it was crazy dank and and of course it had been wet so it smelled mildewy and right. you know all that um but yeah it was <laughs> it, it was bizarre that sounds like it that is, I mean, I know it's uh, probably for you is really odd, but um, what a good story that made. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for, uh, for us, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the chances are of something like that happening to a guy that, that does that for a living. But, I mean, that's just crazy, man. It's just a crazy it's, story. It's crazy. Yeah, they changed the address number of the house. Mm. See, yeah. Did it sit vacant for a long time? Didn't it? Or did I, it I'm not? sure it did. Yeah. I'm sure it did. I'm sure that Pat, because, you know, they were all from Georgia, and I think they, I think that they moved back to Georgia, and it probably sat vacant for a while before yeah. um, um, the guy bought it. Um, and uh, But, yeah, he had the, the house number changed because they didn't want anybody Googling the house number yeah. and yeah. finding out what happened there, and they didn't sure. want that to it. So... Wow. But yeah, it's one of those stories, you know, when we sometimes whenever, you know, when I when I go somewhere, um, a lot of times, you know, it's like hurricanes, big storms. So you'll have a bunch of adjusters, you know, staying in the same hotel or, you know, and so sometimes we'll sit down in the in the lounge area um, and trade stories yeah. like, yeah, I, I know a guy saw a guy standing on his roof with a baseball and a rope through the middle of it hitting his roof. Trying to make hail damage, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and two days later, I get a claim at that house, you know. And, right. And, uh, you know, but this is why I, you know, this one I can bring out and say, yeah, well, I did a claim in the John Bonnet Ramsey house. And that's just like. Yeah, record scratch. Yeah. Like, I have, I'm, I'm the king of one-ups today. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing, man. That is amazing. Because that case really, it riveted the country, man. I mean, it was yeah. like the thing. For, yeah, it was it, for, for probably a good couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was frozen. I mean, all of Boulder was frozen. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, because well, and they 
mm-hmm. like the months leading up to that, there was over a hundred burglaries in their neighborhood, mm. and and some uh, and you know and, and other stuff, and yeah. so it was like this is just nuts with everything that's going on, and, yeah, and you know, and then this happens, and so yeah, yeah, it it, it really I think it froze Boulder for a little while. Sure, that's wild, but cool. I mean, it's cool, cool story. I mean, unfortunately, um, yeah, the circumstances are just awful, you know. But uh, yeah, I did see they did a documentary not too long ago, and her brother—it was like her brother, like they interviewed her brother and stuff—and I, yeah. I can't remember the specifics, but yeah, he had been a per- he's he Burke has written has been on and off again a person of interest mm. um, yeah so but he was super been, young wasn't he he was nine yeah, yeah but i mean still yeah you know everybody's a of things interest. gonna happen right you know so who knows crazy but, uh, wow Man, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a hard one to, for us to top dude yeah that's a good one <laughs> that is a good one man amazing Hey man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country and it was just after dusk. So there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus. I don't think I've ever heard this. Okay, so I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa, no. Yeah. What what did you do? I was at work. I was making deliveries and I just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me and (laughs) but it was never close enough to where I could see it or anything but it was following me man wow dang that's just an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you you don't have to have a ufo encounter you don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother you don't have to know what bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story Basically, what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And we love hearing all of your stories, whether they're spooky, they're funny, they're bizarre, or they're just short, sweet, and unexplained. Kind of like our podcast. Well, I wanted to, uh, since Lane's here, um, and I've talked about um, in the past how uh, with with siblings, um, you know, how they get along and everything and how Lane and I um, have never, um, we're four years apart, uh, but we never really, we never fought as kids. You know, we never had a fight. We never got into it or anything like that. Uh, but um, he would always invent these these games and these games, basically the sole intent was to hurt me somehow. <laughs> As a good older brother does, you right? Know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted. It's a moral imperative. If you remember any of these, but um, well, I remember one year um, for your birthday. I think you're probably about twelve or thirteen. You got a ninja suit. Um. Yeah, probably. You did. Mom got it for you, and um, that was Edmund. Yeah. Yep, because I remember we uh, Lee had a our sister had a like a sleepover at the clubhouse at Bentry, right? Yeah. And 
you dressed up in the ninja suit and which um, way hey by the way the ninja thing was pretty sweet if you could get a ninja costume as a kid you were stoked man it it wasn't a costume it was a full-blown full-blown it was yeah nice it was nice that's nice yeah like I mean, the only thing I think the only thing missing were the actual boots because they didn't have because you um, tabbies. She, yeah, because yeah. mom got she got it at there was a martial arts store in Edmond. Yeah. Um, but uh, you, uh, you, we, you, and I think uh, was it Justin and uh, maybe another one of your friends, Justin, who lived at Ventry. I can't uh, remember. Story, Justin Story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we and you guys were running around acting as ninjas, and you would pop up in the windows of the clubhouse to scare the girls, and I would be tagging <laughs> along because I was a little brother. Um, of course, I didn't have anything, you know, black. I didn't have a ninja thing or a black or clothes or anything like that. But I just remember that. But you also had um, a pair of nunchucks that you had made out of a uh, a broom handle. Yeah, yeah, made um, several of those. Yeah. Nice. Um, Do you have but, some uh, eyelet, eyelet screws or something? That, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The eyelet screws, put them together and try not to hit yourself in the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you had a butterfly knife. Um, which From the same I, store. Yeah, which I still have, by the way. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Um, oh. I, I found it and I kept it. Uh, <laughs> it's in my junk stuff, you know. Um, yeah. Because I believe that they're not legal everywhere or whatever, but I would not ever carry it on me. But uh, there was one time that uh, one Christmas, our mother got us moccasins. Um, <laughs> and this is when we lived in, uh, when mom lived in Edmond. And uh, Lane invented this uh, game called uh, kickboxing. And uh, <laughs> you got points for, um, you know, kicking the other person. Yeah. And you got like, uh, there was points for the shoulder and for the back and for the kidneys and of course you're not you don't kick the head but of course guess who got kicked in the head several times me who's probably a foot shorter easily because you're probably like 14 yeah those were some good days <laughs> that's hilarious well my, well my my sister made me suck dog crap through a straw so don't you know well we had we also had before that in the early days of the sibling uh, hunger games. We had um, <laughs> we, you know, because we played soccer, we had these long socks, and so we had soccer bopper fights. Oh, so yeah. you wad up one sock and put it in the bottom of the other one, and swing it around and hit each other <laughs> until <laughs> until Jay Whipple decided he was going to put a die cast car in somebody. No, no, no. Sorry, I, I have to correct this. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and I have to incriminate myself, but. Um, so what happened was this: we were playing, and um, we were playing in the room that was it was Lee's room. The pink room is what we called it. Yeah. And um, you and Jay teamed up on me, and you were uh, hitting me in the balls, and wouldn't <laughs> stop. And I got really mad. I knew I couldn't do anything against you, and I but I was really bad, really mad at my friend Jay for um, you know team for teaming with you against me, and so. Um, we stop playing and then we go downstairs, you know, and it's a little bit later and I sneak back upstairs and I get a little medal that we got from those little ribbon medals that you would get oh, from okay. playing soccer or something yeah. like that. And I put that in the soccer bopper 
and I went downstairs, and Jay was down there playing with uh, our, our sister and the uh, the cleaning lady, our daughter. And I go down there, and I go, Jay. He's like, what? And I, and I just swing it, and I just <laughs> nailed him in the head. And would you believe that I got in so much trouble? Uh, probably the most trouble in my life uh, as a kid for doing that, because I hit him with... Uh, with <laughs> With a soccer medal, and it gave a big old goose egg, and yeah, you know, I, I never, you know, we did the, the the kickboxing thing and that kind of stuff, but I never, I never, ever dreamed of doing any kind of physical harm to you when Dad was around. Oh yeah, oh, when Dad yeah, was that's around, for sure. that's, yeah, so they knew the limits. Yeah, I would, I would always, you know, I'd say something to him just to make you mad. And one day, this is when we lived over on on Twelfth Place. Um, in in the house that my dad bought from your dad, Barry. Okay, um, okay, yep. Over there, um, and uh, he, he Adam was in his room doing something, and uh, there was something. The word sovereign came up somehow. Okay, and I have no idea why, but <laughs> I kept calling Adam sovereign. He didn't know what it was. Yep. And so, and I said, I, at one time, I said, "What's wrong, Savvy baby?" And he threw. This little metal die-cast jet um, toy at my head, and I pulled it. I shut the door before it, but he, <laughs> he hit the, the wood trim that goes around the door. He yeah, hit the yeah. door casing and left these huge marks. <laughs> <laughs> those uh, hey, those planes made their way around because didn't Jay? Is that one one yep. that Jay stuck in Doug's eye? Yeah. Yep, yep. I um, no, it was the other way around. Again, um, oh, Doug was, stuck uh, it in Jay's eye. That's right. Yeah, That's right. We were over at, um, and it's probably where I picked this up, um, and I probably shouldn't have, but uh, uh, yeah, we were at M- uh, Mrs. Poole, who was our babysitter, and she babysat us at church as well, and our friend Doug's grandmother. And um, Doug would, uh, we, when we were little, uh, Doug, who is you know the same age as Barry and I, and our friend Jay. Um, Doug would bite kids, and so we would call him Jaws. That's right. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he yeah. kind of got out of that, but he didn't like being called Jaws. And Doug wasn't uh, over at Mrs. Poole's as often when we were. And one day, Jay and I were there. and we I were just playing left, planes. by the way. I just left. Yeah, yeah. Barry was yeah. – yeah, yeah. We were playing planes. You know, the, we had these little ertle metal um, – Diecast metal airplanes, but you know, Hot Wheels dimensions that about that size, and these things had points, and some of them were metal points, and some of them were plastic, but they were still hard plastic. They were like Chinese throwing stars. Yeah, they essentially, were. Yes. Yeah, they were. And um, Jay did something to to piss off Doug, and so Doug goes to the bathroom, and we're probably kindergarten at this age. And Doug calls for Grandma, Grandma, come wipe my butt. Uh, because Doug <laughs> didn't really know how to wipe his butt appropriately, I guess. But I just remember that Doug would always yell, "Come wipe my butt!" And uh, she, <laughs> she and uh, hey, Doug, if you're listening, sorry for outing you, but you got past it and everything was good. But uh, uh, but anyway, Doug comes back, and uh, Jay and I were sitting in front of the TV, like you know, way too close in the big box square tv that would be on the floor and um we're just you know playing jets and doug uh from behind us yells jay 
And Jay turns around, and Doug just does this motion, a throwing motion. And I don't see what's up. And then all of a sudden, I hear the, ah, the crying out in pain. And Jay turns, and he looks at me, and he's got a little F-14 sticking out of the corner of his eye. Uh, And a little tiny drop of blood, dude. Yeah, and I'm just like, whoa. And, of course, uh, Mrs. Poole, you know, comes in. And I think Dad showed up not too long later afterwards. But they took him, you know, Jay got to the hospital. Jay was very very lucky because it yeah. went in just between uh the eyeball and the socket the bone and like oh, so wow. it just yeah. right there and he had a little bit of little tiny circular scar that's right there for the rest of his yeah. i guess he's still there. Yeah. but that was a yeah that was <laughs> that was a weird freaky incident you could probably write a book about what happened at mrs Poole's house yeah, yeah. no kidding yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Well, Barry and Jay and I used to always we'd get the spoons and we would try to dig down to, uh, to uh, China. No, no, we tried to dig to hell because we were going to kill the devil. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that Methodist I rem- school upbringing for you. <laughs> I remember my mom tells a story about one of the neighbors complaining to Mrs. Poole because they were driving by and there's like four of us on the porch peeing off the porch. <laughs> 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 yeah, it would probably would have been you four. Yeah, yeah. probably. That's great. So, I was, when I was a, a, about that, sometime around that time, I was a little bit, it was a few years before that. Um, I was at Mrs. Poole's with your sister, Jamie. Uh-huh. I think it was Jamie. Yeah. And Mrs. Poole had just got, I got new dishwasher, some kind of appliance or something and so she had a big box that we were all playing in the box and it was back before they glued the boxes and they this one had big staples in it yeah and i remember i was in there and jamie was throwing stuffed animals in and i kept just batting them out trying to hit them out and keep them out whatever and i hit one of the staples and i have a scar on my wrist on the top side of my wrist and i still have it wow and and i i tell my kids every day and they mess with the staples in the with the boxes. I said, this is why we throw these boxes away. <laughs> I mean, I got I had stitches and and it was oh wow, it was crazy. It's it's about you know it's about an inch long, and I mean I bled like a stuck pig. Yeah. It was just everywhere, yeah. and I mean I didn't know that I was hurt for a little while, but it was crazy. Yeah. There was a lot of a lot of violence when we were kids, right? I remember I've got see I've got scars on my hands from my sister Jamie digging her nails into me growing up. You know, just <laughs> she'd just be like a cat, man, into my forearms and my hands. So that's what I was thought you were going to say. She freaking grabbed me with nope. her daggers. Nope, nope. She got me. <laughs> she got me to hit a staple so she could stay out of trouble. I guess that's, that's great. That's great. It did. It ripped me good. I bet. Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. 
Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set. If you know what I mean, wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. I'll have to come on again sometime and tell you my uh, drug-induced stories whenever I had my broken pelvis. <laughs> of course. Oh, my gosh. Of course, man. I, oh, man. Now, that was just not long ago. That was last that year? Last two, summer. Right? It was two years ago. It was, was, it was two, two years ago. No, it was last year. How did, no, you, two, how did that ago, happen? What, 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 oh, you I fell off the roof. It didn't count because last year was pandemic. So yeah. Lost. No, I was, I was coming down off the roof. Okay. And... And the this house, you know, if you look at, you know, a normal house where, you know, you have the garage door and then there's about a foot space and then you have the eave. Yeah. Well, this one was about, instead of it being a foot, it was probably about three foot. Okay. So it's a little bit higher than normal. So it was probably close to, the, the gutter was probably about 10 feet in the air. Okay. Okay. Um, and I was coming down and by the time I get down to where my eye is, my head is even with the gutter, my ladder started sliding out from underneath me. Oh, my God, man. And and so up in Chicago, this I was in Chicago when yeah. it happened. Um, so I was, I was, uh, all the, the uh, uh, places up there, um, well, a lot, a lot of the, the the additions and stuff. And I was out west, out in, in the Naperville Aurora area. Okay. And so, when um, most of those houses uh, out there have uh, driveways that are asphalt. Yeah. And it, it's older asphalt, and they seal coat it. Mm. Um, and so, it gets really slick. Mm. So you just got to be careful. And my, my ladder had feet on it that had some kind of spongy material. Um, and it wasn't an inclined, you know, driveway or anything like that. It wasn't wet because it was 85 degrees and it was around one o'clock in the afternoon um, or something like that. Um, but uh, when I came down, um, I, I must have shifted my weight or did something, but it caused too much pressure on that sponge, and that sponge on the bottom of my ladder just peeled off. Oh. And as I was coming down, right beside me, probably a foot to my right, was this nice, big, freshly planted flower uh, bed. Yeah. So I tried to roll that way to try right. to fall in, because I kept thinking to myself, don't hit your head. Yeah. Don't hit your head because it did. It started sliding and everything. Yep. You know, I had 47 years of life that passed in front of my eyes. Yeah. And and, and and so everything slowed down. And so when I tried to roll, all I did is I shot my ladder across the uh, driveway. And then it was like Wiley Coyote for me. I just boom, straight, straight down. down. Dang. And. I, I landed and I kind of bounced and I rolled over uh, 
onto my back and I was like, Oh, I, I can't do this. It hurts way too bad. I, I can't. So the guy helped me oh. roll over to my stomach. And so I sat there for a minute and I thought, okay, I can feel my toes. Mm. I can move my toes. So I'm going to lay here for a few minutes and I'm going to just kind of get my breath back because I knocked my breath out. Actually, I collapsed one of my lungs oh, when I wow. hit. Oh, Dang, dude. So I thought, okay, all right, I'm good. I'm going to get up. I got my breath. And so I pushed up with my hands, and I tried to pull my right leg up. And when I tried to pull my right leg up, it just pulled my femur up into my hip socket. And so I, I laid back down. I said, okay, you can call the ambulance now. And uh, Did so you, ambulance, you didn't pass out? No, I didn't ever pass oh, out. Oh, man. So I, the, the ambulance comes, and they say, okay, we're going to roll you over on your back. And I said, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, I, I was on my back. It hurts way too much. And uh, so they kept asking me four or five times, you know, did you hit your head? Did you, you know, and I was like, no, I didn't hit my damn head, okay? I know, I know better than that. <laughs> and yeah, so they're yeah. like, okay, so you didn't hit your head, and you haven't lost consciousness, then we'll let you ride stomach down. Um, so they put me on there. And they took me to the um, hospital uh, out in Aurora, which was about, it was probably a three-minute ride, but it felt like 20 minutes. Oh, I'm sure. And I felt every pebble that we rolled over. And I mean, if this had happened in Tulsa, I'd have been dead before we got out of the the neighborhood. Because because the roads? (laughs) Yeah. The roads are terrible. We get we get over there, um, you know, and it and and I and they make me roll over on my back and put me on a uh, this stainless steel slab and start doing X rays and stuff, and so I'm laying there, and the first part is they come in and say, okay, well we're not going to keep you here. We're going to send you to Loyola. I was like, okay, going to go to Loyola, good deal. So. Where's Loyola? And they said, it's, it's downtown. I said, downtown, okay. We're going to do this like tomorrow or something? I said, no, we're going to do it now. It's 4.30, Chicago, on a Friday afternoon. Oh, and I man. said, are you kidding me? Oh. And at this point, they kept on asking me if I wanted some fentanyl or something, something. for the pain. Yeah. I said, no. I said, I'm up here by myself. You people have scalpels and you have needles, and I need to be able to think right now. Right, right. <laughs> so, Finally, they said we're going to send you to Loyola, and they went through this whole and they and and they said we're going to you know we're going to load you up and we're going to take you now. And I said, I'll take the fentanyl now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and so the next thing I know, and this is where the drug stuff starts coming in. The next thing I know, I'm waking up in the Loyola ER, and I look over to my right, and I see this Dominican priest. Dominican priests wear all white. Mm. And so the first thing that went through my head was, and, and, and I promise, I swear to God, this is the first thing that went through my head was, what are the chances that heaven looks like an ER? <laughs> <laughs> so I kept looking around and I said, okay, probably not very good. So I looked back over at him and he, at me, and he can tell I'm, I'm freaked out a little bit here. And he goes, I'm a friend of one of your wife's friends. And I run the 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 Shrine of Saint Judas Thaddeus um, 
downtown Chicago. And uh, I was like, dude, that's good because you just literally scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I mean, literally. And so. <laughs> oh, man. He goes. And so, anyway, he says, you know, you, so my wife and two of my kids were actually coming up the next day. Okay. Uh, so they were going to go to, like, uh, the uh, a Cubs game or something. Sure. So I left I left my house um, probably about the 20th, I think, mm-hmm. of, uh, of July. And this is on August 16th. Oh, wow. Uh, and so, you know, I'd been away. And, and yeah. so they were coming up because my wife loves Chicago. Sure. Um, and so... Um, anyway, he says they're coming, they're, they're coming up. They got a, an earlier flight a day earlier. And so, so they, they come up there, but, uh, so the next day we're sitting in the hospital, um, and the guy comes in and says, well, we're going to put you in traction now because really a lot of the pain you're feeling is because your, your, uh, uh quads trying to pull your femur up into your, uh, um, hip socket. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, Okay traction i've been in traction before i just put a belt around my yeah. waist my shoulders you know and just yeah. kind of you know, feels kind of good <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Feels really good yeah so i said okay and so he starts putting some stuff on my leg and i'm thinking oh you know maybe they're going to shave my leg or something well he starts rubbing my leg and it gets a little numb and he pulls out this dewalt drill with a bit on it that's oh. about eight inches long and he puts it on the side of my leg pulls the trigger and goes zip, and it goes right through my leg what? through my femur and out the other side what and i go you just did that oh my <laughs> god and my wife was like what <laughs> and she was he just he just took that drill bit and went right through my leg oh. <laughs> so he popped the drill off and he put two pulleys on the end of it and then hung the weight over the end and my leg was in traction with a big pin through the middle of my femur oh my lord <laughs> so at that point i couldn't move anymore and so um that was on saturday and i went to um uh, surgery i was supposed to go in i was the last surgery of the day on saturday on uh, on monday okay so let me ask this so that you did the traction thing so that your bone wouldn't go into the femur socket that's well, what, because my, my quads just kept trying to pull it up. Okay, so you needed, they needed it to separate so they could go in and do surgery, fix what they needed to do, and then adjust it? Put the bone well, back? No, because the bone would stay there, but the, the, but the hip socket oh. was... Because when I broke it, I broke the, pe- the pelvis. I broke the pelvis in the front, you know where that ligament is? Yeah. Mm. It runs across there. Mm-hmm. So I have a plate and four screws right there. Oh, wow. And, but I also, I, I broke it in the uh, sacrum yeah uh, so the whole right side of my pelvis was floating oh my gosh man. okay wow and so so it just kept they said it was just causing you more pain because it was just trying to pull it up there and you know it was yeah. constantly you know contracting and and you know in that area was all inflamed and yeah. and just awful um so but anyway i go for um surgery on monday night it's about six o'clock um, by the time they take me back, um, and uh, so which means when I'm coming out of uh, surgery in the recovery room, it's after visiting hours. So there's nobody back there except for me and this one ninety-eight pound nurse. And so I come out of anesthesia, and I set up in my bed and I say, "I got to get out of here." And I started trying to pull all the 
IVs and stuff out. Oh. So I pulled the IVs out, and blood starts squirting everywhere, and oh. it hits this old nurse in the face and gets in her eyes, and she's freaking. Oh, because no. She's like, oh, my God, I'm going to have AIDS or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, and so at this point, um, apparently, they called people in to, to set me down, and so they laid me down, and I, and I don't remember. I don't have any recollection of that, recollection of that at all. Okay. Except I woke up, and my hands were now tied to the gurney. Oh wow! And so, of course, you know, Saturday, Sunday, nothing's on because it's summer. I'm watching episodes of Live PD because this was when Live PD was hot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm just sitting there watching that. Um, and every that and uh, first forty eight, um, yeah, you know, because you know, why not watch the right. murder show that of, has your hometown in it? Of course, uh, of course, Tulsa's well, all over it. Tulsa's all over it, and the guy that just retired, but he was the uh, um, the uh, homicide unit um, sergeant. Over all that, he's he's my next door neighbor. Oh <laughs> so, wow! Oh wow! Watch that and see Dave Walker. <laughs> so, wow! But uh, so anyway, I I come to and I wake up and I look at these people and I'm like, you know, trying to get up and they're like, you need to calm down. I'm like, what do you mean I need to calm down? And they're like, yeah, you just need to calm down. I said, why am I being detained? <laughs> so, they're like. What I said? Why am I de- getting being detained, man? You guys messed up my Aldi order, and and why am I being detained? And so, finally, they just they finally just said, "You just need to calm down." I was like, "Where's my wife?" You know, because of course she couldn't be back there. So afterwards, when I calmed down or whatever, and they were taking me to my room for post op, they were wheeling me across this skyway or jetway, whatever that goes between buildings, and my wife said. She looked at me. She said, you look like a scared, wet cat because I was just frazzled, you know, because yeah. I had yeah. no idea what was ha- what had been happening. And she's like, what's wrong? I was like, they messed up my Aldi order. I have no clue what's going on. What? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they take me to my room. Hey, Aldi does have the best veg- vegetables, I will say Oh, that. they do. Yeah. Yep. I love Aldi. Yeah. Um, so they... They take me to my room, you know, and so then that's when they start putting you on the muscle relaxer and painkiller, right? So I never went to sleep because the muscle relaxer and the painkiller, I, I never could fully go to sleep for some reason. I, I'm not sure why, but I would have these dreams in the middle of the night where at one time I'm laying there. And and this was it were two recur, recur, recurring dreams, and nightmares actually. Um, and you remember watching like Sesame Street and Electric Company, and they used to have on TV, and they would have like this maze that kept coming at you. Yeah. And you know, and it would change directions or whatever, but you would never move, and that yep. kept, that kept doing that to me yep. over and over. Yep. And it would be like, you know, like trees. And I was like, I don't like trees. I think fish is cool, and it would turn to a fish. Right. Like, I don't like green fish. I like orange, and then, uh, they turn into orange fish. You know, yeah. all these things, yeah. you know, yeah. over and over again. And then, at one point, I would cross over from that, um, and I would be like, I was this living piece of furniture. Yeah. 
and it's like I was a table, except for yeah. I could see me, but everybody else just saw a table, you know? Yeah. And I was in this room, and I don't know who these people were, but they were all intermingling with very young children. Hmm. And I was like, these are pedophiles. Yeah. I mean, it was just, and, and I never saw anything, but I could tell, I mean, like they were grooming them. And I was like, holy. And so at, two days after surgery, I was like, Tylenol. Y- yeah. That's it. <laughs> you, were pro- you were properly hallucinating, my friend. Yeah, oh, you were I was. Way yeah. There, man. Hallucinating. And that's why I said, no more. Yeah. I mean, it was like Tylenol. Yeah. Maybe some codeine in it if I need it, yeah. but nothing else. Yeah. Not one more damn thing. Yeah. Because I was just, uh, oh my gosh. Well, was, I mean, you can imagine how people get hooked on stuff because they're trying to numb the pain, and then it turns into something that, like that, a mental like thing, and then but then it turns into a physical thing where now you can't get off of it. You know, I mean, that's yeah. that's the scary stuff, man. I mean, what what <clears throat> the whole thing with. Uh, the pharmaceutical thing um, with the uh, um, the opioids. yeah the opioids the opioid thing yeah. you know that that whole yeah. thing I've watched plenty of movies documentaries on that kind of stuff man it's scary and and I have a brother in law who's a surgeon and right. he he told me he's like man he's like anymore I don't prescribe anything to anyone he's like maybe like day of surgery if it's really bad we'll do something but he's like. Yeah. I tell all my patients it's going to hurt like hell. And then you hear some Tylenol, you know, because people get hooked on that stuff, man. Yeah, well, that's that's one of those. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I just cannot. And I was just like this. If if people who are addicted to drugs had the experience I did, there would be nobody addicted to drugs. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. How, was your I mean, pain, how was your pain after you stopped that, like just doing this? Tylenol treatment. Uh, you know what? It was basically non-existent. Yeah. I mean, there was almost no pain at all. Um, I mean, I had to sit in my bed. I could put zero weight on my right leg, and so I had to stay in my bed for the first two or three days. Yeah. Uh, and then they would allow me to transition from the bed to the toy to a toilet. Um, and then, but I also, or I could transition to the wheelchair to go to the shower. Okay. And, and so, um, I, I, I could keep, I, I could put no weight on my right side at all. And somewhere in there, in that six weeks, um, or maybe it's actually within the year. Cause I was actually working in Chicago when my year, uh, last year. Um, and so. I went to my surgeon for the one-year checkup, and he, you know, did the X-ray and everything. And I have not only do I have a plate and four screws in the front, but I also have two six-inch screws that go through my spine um, wow, wow. down in my sacrum. Wow! <clears throat> and and somehow I cracked one of those screws. He goes, "Well, that's why we do two. <laughs> oh my! So, um, how is but, your how's your comfortability right now? I mean, are you are you uh, in pain at all or? No, no, I, I'm really um, lucky, blessed, whatever you want to call it. Um, I have my big toe on my right foot. Uh, every once in a while, there's a spot on it about the half the size of a dime. Um, 
that gets numb mm-hmm. and it feels kind of funky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, but other than that, you know, they say that a lot of people that have the injuries that I did, uh, really have renal problems. Yeah. I um, imagine. And, and of course, a lot of that's just because of, you know, a lot of it's like car accidents and things like yeah. that. So yeah. Really heavily, you know, heavy trauma and, you know, and mine was trauma, no less, but, but I didn't have the secondary and tertiary impacts that some of those yeah. uh, have. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, like the guy, the surgeon operated on a guy after me, I fell about, I fell about eight feet. Mm-hmm. The guy after me fell about 40. <sighs> and, you know, at some point, I don't know where you reach terminal velocity, but I'm sure it's not at eight feet. Yeah. But I'm sure. I'm sure you do closer to <laughs> 40, it. Yeah. Dude. 40 feet. Yeah. Um, but, um, so, um, yeah, it was wow. crazy. Wow. My wife's cousin a couple of years ago, he's a roofer and he fell off a roof, I think from the second story. And oh. he, he had eggshell fractures all up his legs, man. I mean, the fact that he's walking now, it's amazing yeah. that he can walk because yeah. there for a while, I mean, it was like six months of him laying in a bed and just doing nothing, man. It was like, yeah. so that's, I mean, you're fortunate that you had the, yeah. the mental ability to realize where you were at in your fall and make yeah. the adjustment, man. I mean, a lot of people that have, you know, and I, I would attribute some of that to your athleticism because, you know, yep. you, you kind of, not that you've ever taken a fall like that, but at least you had the mental awareness to go, I'm in trouble and I got to readjust. Yeah. Yeah. Some people get locked into that thing and fear and just like freeze up and then who knows what would happen, man. You smack your head. Yeah, you fall, you land on your face. Yeah. And, and that's the that's the one thing that I, I've been told now that if that happens, you you ride the ladder down, but you keep your you know you try to stand up, you know, and where right. you put both inside the ladder or whatever. Not that that's ever going to... I use a drone now for my roof inspection. I was going to say, are you oh, getting up cool. on roofs, man? <laughs> Dang, dude. So, I think in the last um, in the last two deployments that I've done, um, I have... Well, the last deployment I did up here... I was up here in April in, in uh, Indianapolis. Um, I forgot my ladder. I, <laughs> I didn't have my ladder with me because um, I loaded everything up, but it was sitting over on the side of the garage, and I just didn't grab it. And so I, I didn't use my ladder the entire time. And I've used it, I think, twice here this time just because I had a place where it was a very low-pitched roof and I had a place where I could stomp my ladder down into the ground because yeah. I, I won't put my ladder on on uh, uh, on the dirt and I stomp it down because that way it, you know, it won't yeah, happen. sure. Wow, but, man. Well, I remember when yeah. that, was, that was happening, man. That was, yeah. that was oh, tough. Dude, it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah, when mom um, texted me and said that you fell off of a ladder and uh, all of that, I was like, wow. I was like, I'm sure he's fine, you know, because uh, I know that he knows how to fall. You know, I mean, I knew that you would know how to turn to protect yourself, which you did. It's just, you know, you still. You can only protect half yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you protected, the, you know, your brain, your head, and that's right. the main thing. And I knew that you would do that. You know, you would, you know, know to protect yourself your brain for save yourself from a head injury so but yeah that was um it was wild and uh 
but obviously we're we're all very happy and thankful uh, uh, that you healed up Absolutely. and are just out there doing it like and, normal. And I'm a little jealous because you got a glimpse of what heaven is like, which yeah. is apparently uh, Chicago ER. An ER. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, thanks again, dude, for coming on. Seriously, we appreciate it. I mean... Hey, it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It we, was a lot of fun. We were, we if were, I run into anybody else that has some good stories, I'll let them know. Please I'll do. Yes, do. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. We're always looking for people. Yep. So. Yep, yep, yep. Barry, what do you think that people find the most far-fetched? Ghost stories or aliens as being the more unbelievable? I would say aliens. You know, I would agree with that probably too. Because I think with ghosts, there's a part of the belief system that is abound throughout the world. And we want to have some kind of assurance of some form of life after death. Mm-hmm. Whereas with aliens, it's unknown for sure. It's mm-hmm. completely unknown. We have only our imagination. We don't have a lot of universal stories that we agree upon that these things exist, maybe. To believe in aliens is to believe that we are not the sole existence of this world, which goes against a lot of belief systems. It definitely does. But you know, the great thing about what we're doing here is we are open to all your stories about ghosts or aliens or anything in between or anything outside of. We're not here to judge. We're here to just talk and to share. And we don't want you to think you're crazy because you're not. Leno! Thank you. Thank you for coming on, man. It's uh, it's always a treat, and uh, I don't I don't get to talk to him enough, man. I mean, I think the last time I spoke to him, um, unfortunately, was at uh, your uh, grandmother's funeral. I think that was the last time I spoke to him. Well, I've been fortunate enough that I got to see him um, a couple of weeks prior. Yeah, because he's uh, he's working um, close to where I live, so we met and had. Um, uh, a meal, I yeah. guess it was kind of a lunch thing. We've actually been able to do that twice this year, which is really nice. Um, That's cool because you know I don't get home uh, there to where he lives in Oklahoma very often. He doesn't normally get up to where I'm at, so yeah, yeah. There may be, there may be, there may be, be um, that in this case for sure. But there may be a year or two between you know when we get to actually see each other but you know we talk to each other yeah as well but it's just this is a whole other thing and this is fun and um we had a blast doing it and so yeah thanks again bub um i dude that first he told me that first story yeah yeah casual (laughs) yeah over uh you know some chilies you know as we when we were having our our lunch and I was like, oh, my God, you know, I've I've got, you know, I was like, I actually stopped. I said, don't tell me much more. I don't want to yeah. know much more. Um, but, God, what a freaky. Amazing. Just, dude. I was not expecting that at all. I got to tell you, to be honest with you, I didn't know what story he was going to tell. 
But that was the last thing that I was thinking of before he said uh, where he was, which is because that story was a part. It's been a part of American culture ever since, yeah. you know, 1996, I believe. Right. That's yeah. when it was. And I think something like that. Something yeah. like that. It's been it's been just embedded in our society, you know, because it's such a bit, you know, it's obviously a young girl child um, that um, they have no idea who did it to her and um it was scary you know it was like yeah. you know we got to protect our kids we got to freaking do a better job here you know if these people that have a lot of financial means can't figure out what happened then what's that mean for the rest of us yeah but of course it is a mystery and we still don't know so yeah. i mean it could wild we don't know what happened and you know hopefully someday we'll it will come out and it won't be uh well, you know. Yeah, yeah. I said this. Just hopefully, that the truth comes out, and it's exactly. You know, and so. and but the fact that your brother is your brother, and we know him um, behind the scenes, uh, I I think that adds validity to the story. Uh, the, oh yeah, the storyteller sure. that's telling the story. He's a very straight ahead guy, and yep. has a good head on his shoulders, and. Yep. And so for him to say that it was weird and it was odd yep. just means something more to me. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Me too. Again, yeah. knowing him yeah. um, all my life as I have and for him being so, you know, grounded and level-headed and, like you said, very straightforward. Um, yeah, it, that there's that's impactful. Um, uh, and speaking, of course, uh, impactful, I had to call him out here publicly on the uh, the the hunger games the, ga- the games that he invented um yeah it's no I, I, i'm not i by all means i am not i've n- was never hurt severely yeah yeah uh, and i was never ever mad at him right. i didn't even figure out that they were you know meant to be you know so that he'd get away with hurting me until way until you know we were adults yes and i laughed because it was funny but you know right um, but yeah, that, those are just, it's just funny cause you know, siblings and you do stuff like that with your siblings Exactly. and, um, seeing what you can, you know, what you can get away with and whatnot. And so that's like the, I don't know if I had to, I don't know if I've meant, told the story about how I uh, got my sister into so much trouble by, um, carving her name into a, uh, a table and blaming it on her. <laughs> brilliant. Um, brilliant. Yes. That's a great story. Well, well, if I haven't, we'll have to say that for another time. But um, just fantastic, and of course, um, the just ha- the the whole his whole accident was very bizarre. Yeah, and the, him, you know what he went through, like well during it, and just and then of course his reaction to those drugs, which yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it yeah. was it was real to him at that moment yeah. for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I mean that was not a fun trip by no, any no, no. means. No, 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 not at all. But, he, uh, I, you know, I remember when that happened, and it was a hey man. Everybody was 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 scared for him because you know we know how how painful of a situation that was, and it wasn't a short road to recovery, no. man. It was a big ordeal and a life changing kind of a deal. Um, yep. for someone to go through and happy that he's healthy and feeling good now, um, you know, for sure. So, yeah. but man, 
just great. I just did not know what to expect, and and we started off on on a on a high note, and we were kind of gonna during the interview we're like, oh, you know, we're just kind of talking, and and then he starts off on that on that story about his fall, and it was like yeah. we just we got to go, we got to continue this because it was yeah. such a yeah. riveting story. Yeah, it was. It's kind of one of. Uh, one of those Oklahoma goodbyes where you start to say goodbye. That's and right. And you're saying, you're saying it again 20 minutes later. Yep. And then as you're in the door frame, and then you're saying it 15 minutes later as you're on the front porch, and then you're saying it again 30 yeah. minutes later while you're standing by the car with the door open. You know, it's just. That's so yeah, true. You know, you keep going. If it's happening, if it's flowing, you know, if conversation's good, you know, you keep yeah, going. Yeah, we don't. And, and, it, and just. You know what's funny about that is we do that out of politeness. Out of politeness. You, you know, yeah. we, we do that because we feel like we're infringing upon someone's time. But as the, and so we're like, okay, let's, okay, we should probably end the conversation, you know, but, you know, you just keep kind of getting these little, these little, uh, these little triscuits, these little wafers of, of goodness, and you just can't stop the conversation. So that's what we did. And I'm glad that we continued because, yeah, really, really, really good stuff. Again, thanks, Lane. We appreciate you, man. We appreciate you coming on, man, and, uh, giving some, some, uh, some time and, and good stories. Yep. And again, more illustrations of the variety of weird that we have here in Weirdsville. Um, you know, the kinds of different stories that we love to hear. So, you know, just uh, if you're listening out there and you're still hemming and hawing, uh, sitting on the fence about whether you want to, if you've got a weird enough story or, or long enough story or whatever your uh, your excuses. Um, don't make an excuse anymore. Come get a hold of us. Contact us uh, through our website, which is uh, or through email wyws dot pod no wyws pod at gmail dot com. I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> through our social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, through the hotline, you can call and. Uh, yeah, just get a hold of us and we'll, we'll we'll talk. We love hearing this. This is what makes us keep doing it is just having great conversations, hearing great stories, and just you know connecting with you, Weirdsville, and with everybody out there. And um, so yeah, we, we would love you know we love to hear more. All right. Well, hey Barry. Next week we have our friend Cindy back. Cool. From you know a couple of episodes ago from the. True Hauntings and Scary Stories podcast. Yes. I can't believe we uh, we brushed over the fact that she had some really cool stuff to listen to. And yeah. so we were able to uh, just say, hey, do you, would you mind? Can we can we get on and, and sort of explore that a little bit? So we had fun. We had fun with it. Yeah, we completely forgot that we had that. Uh, well, she has some EVPs. Apparently, she's got a lot of them, but these are some of her favorites. Uh, but we totally forgot about that in our conversation, and uh, because you know, as you guys know, we, and uh, demonstrated in this particular episode, we start at one place and we just let it go. And sometimes you veer off and you don't get to the destination that you necessarily think you're going to go. But eventually, we're going to get back to it. So that's what we're doing next week. We're getting back to it. Really cool uh, EVPs that Cindy has recorded, and she. We, we go over them and we discuss them and she really points them out and just and it's just 
just man, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's it's really cool. So anyway, so we will see you next week. Same place, wherever you are listening to us now, unless you change your mind and find some other place. That's totally cool. Uh, however you find us is awesome. Um, but until that time comes, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.